Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This morning, Melbourne lockdown fears. More COVID cases reported overnight and new venues on alert as the city races to control the spread. Anzac Day outrage. Melbourne's march scrapped for the second year in a row due to the outbreak. Vaccine guarantee. A promise Australia will have AstraZeneca doses ready to be rolled out by next month if it's approved. And the Crown fallout deepens. An explosive inquiry claims another high-profile scalp. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. There are fears Melbourne could enter a snap lockdown after more cases were recorded overnight, bringing the Holiday Inn quarantine cluster to 13. The Health Department has confirmed the two infections are both household contacts of previously confirmed cases. As we see it, you know, starting to move and transmit in households. Um, we're confident we've got those people locked down. We're confident people are doing the right thing. A new exposure site has also been listed. Anyone who visited Terminal 4 at Melbourne Airport between these times must get tested and isolate immediately. The AstraZeneca vaccine will enter its final stage of manufacturing in Australia next week, putting it on track to be released by the end of March. CSL's last production phase will see the operation run around the clock from its lab in Melbourne. The vaccine still needs to be approved for use by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. Two million doses would be released in the first batch, then one million doses every week thereafter. Queensland is tightening its border rules as Melbourne's hotel quarantine cluster continues to grow. Victorians are still allowed into the Sunshine State, but travellers will have to fill out a border declaration pass from today. Anyone who has been to an exposure site in Melbourne will be refused entry. Melbourne's Anzac Day commemorations have been cancelled for the second year running as the state battles its COVID outbreak. A crowd-free dawn service will be live-streamed with Victorians encouraged to pay their respects in their driveways. War veterans will be allowed to commemorate at their local sub-branch, but younger veterans say the decision is premature and a kick in the guts with two months until the service. Mandatory face masks will be all but scrapped in New South Wales from today. Face coverings will only be mandatory on public transport and in taxis or ride shares. The two square metre rule will apply at all venues except for gyms doubling their capacity, while weddings and funerals still remain subject to a 300 person cap. 
But we do retain the advice to strongly recommend that if you're especially in an indoor setting where you can't guarantee social distancing. The state has gone 24 days without recording a local transmission of the virus. Controversial celebrity chef Pete Evans could be heading for federal parliament after being announced as a candidate for the Senate. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra. Good morning, Rob. How did this come about? Good morning, Jodie. Well, it's something the former television presenter has been hinting at for weeks now, joining former One Nation Senator Rod Cullerton's Great Australian Party. In a statement posted to Twitter this morning, the party confirmed Evans will run as a New South Wales Senate candidate in the next federal election. The controversial anti-vaxxer is never far from the headlines. He was thrown off Facebook recently for repeatedly posting false claims about the coronavirus, and his company was fined more than $25,000 by the Therapeutic Goods Administration last year after promoting a device called a biocharger, claiming it could be used to treat COVID. But in that statement overnight, Evans is described as someone who has consistently demonstrated courage in exposing matters of public information and interest, provoking much-needed debate. Now, the leader of the party, WA-based Rod Cullerton, is a colourful character himself. He initially sat as a One Nation senator and then an independent, but he was booted from Parliament in 2016 over bankruptcy and larceny proceedings. So no doubt we can expect more headlines from both Cullerton and Evans in the run-up to the next election. Jody. Absolutely. OK, thanks, Rob. The snap decision to shut a South Australia's border is being blamed for causing a fatal multi-vehicle crash. A truck driver was killed when his rig, believed to be carrying chemicals, slammed into the rear of the border queue at high speed just two hours after SA officials closed off the state. The crash has generated calls for earlier warning signs for slow traffic and better preparation for snap border closures. Crown Resorts director Andrew Dimitriou is the latest scalp of an explosive report which uncovered links to organised crime and money laundering. The former AFL boss stepped down last night, bowing to pressure from the New South Wales gaming regulator to resign. But he says he believes the comments directed at him in the report are unfair and unjust and he will defend his reputation at every opportunity. Chief Executive Ken Barton is expected to formally stand down today. The company's been told it must blow itself up before its Sydney casino will be approved. The partner of missing Melbourne woman Ju Kelly Zhang has been charged with murder. 35-year-old June Siong Tan was taken into custody last night and is expected to face court today. He was arrested for a second time yesterday just before boarding a flight to Sydney. Officers have been searching bushland in Melbourne's northeast for clues leading to the missing woman. Ms Zhang was last seen with her eight-year-old son at her home in Melbourne's north on February the 1st. In breaking news this morning, Meghan Markle has won her privacy battle against a UK newspaper which printed extracts of a letter she wrote to her estranged father. Let's go live now to Europe correspondent Sarah Greenalch. Good morning, Sarah. It's a major victory for the Royal. Jody, good morning. It is a big win for the Duchess of Sussex. The judge has granted a summary judgment, meaning that a face-to-face -face high court showdown between the Duchess of Sussex and her father, Thomas Markle, has been avoided, which is something that Meghan was fighting for. He has ruled that the extracts of the letter that the Mail on Sunday published were, in fact, personal and private, and that the paper shouldn't have done that during a series of five articles back in February 2019. In delivering his ruling, the judge said that Meghan had a reasonable 
reasonable expectation that the contents of the letter would remain private. The Mail articles interfered with that reasonable expectation, saying the disclosures were manifestly excessive and hence unlawful. Now, the Duchess of Sussex has responded uh, herself in a statement a short time ago, thanking the courts for holding the Mail on Sunday accountable for what she calls their illegal and dehumanising practices. She goes on uh, to say, for these outlets, it is a game for me and so many others. It's real life, real relationships and very real sadness. The damage they have done and continue to do runs deep. She has thanked her husband, Prince Harry, and her mum for their support throughout this process. Now, a secondary aspect of the case relating to a breach of copyright is yet to be finalised. That could still go to a trial. And the publisher of The Mail on Sunday, Jody, says it will be appealing the decision. OK, Sarah, thank you. A man is lucky to be alive after his parachute malfunctioned while skydiving southwest of Sydney. The 34-year-old experienced skydiver was jumping solo when neither of his two parachutes opened. He landed in a paddock in Wilton, losing consciousness on impact. Careflight's rapid response helicopter brought in special paramedics to treat the man. He remains in hospital in a serious condition. An alleged drink driver has bolted through a COVID checkpoint in Western Australia, only to be arrested on the other side. 26-year-old Jasmine Jones is accused of being in the wrong lane in a stolen car when she sped through the crossing. She got past but then hit a safety barrier where she and her 27-year-old passenger were arrested and charged. UK police fear Facebook could encourage pedophiles with online privacy changes. It follows the arrest and conviction of notorious British pedophile David Wilson. He posed as a teenage girl tricking thousands of boys, some in Australia, into sending indecent photos. Again, she requested more indecent images. And if not, she'd spread it all across the internet. Wilson's been jailed for 25 years. Police say Facebook encryption could hinder other investigations. Firemen have drilled through two layers of brick on Sydney's North Shore to rescue a pet cat, which quite literally slipped through the cracks. The large feline, which weighs almost seven kilos, somehow managed to become lodged in a garage wall. The case of a curious cat... And the cat would be 800 mil down that got stuck in a crack. We couldn't find him, just uh, just hear the, the noises he was making in between the, um, the cracks. Firefighters tracked him down, drilling into a neighbour's wall, removing brick by brick to find the fearful feline. Finally, Archie appeared. Wow, he's a big fella. But the kitty wasn't keen. Come on, Archie. Come on. Come on, Archie. It took his owner to pull all six and a half kilos of him to safety. He's been eating his whiskers. Without a whisker out of place. He wasn't injured, was lucky, but he wasn't getting out. He was stuck. He's coming back to the This gives you an idea of Archie's ordeal. He came from the apartment block above, somehow made his way over this wall before falling into the tiny gap between the two buildings. Is he quite curious? No, he's not. He's not. Do you think he may have used one of his nine lives this morning? Uh, no, I think the guys did a very good job. No life spared today. <laughs> Amelia Brace, 7 News. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is falling this morning, but the Nasdaq is gaining. In London, the FTSE added four points. Germany's DAX surged. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei and Hong Kong's Hang Seng closed higher, while the All Lords and the ASX 200 closed slightly lower. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,826 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 58 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 77 US cents, 81 Japanese yen, $1.07 New Zealand. He killed a police officer on a beach in Bali four and a half years ago, but now David Taylor is a free man, jailed for six years in 2016 for bashing the veteran policeman to death. Taylor was released 18 months early. He's very sorry. Uh, he's learned his lesson for what he did. The British DJ's co-accused Byron Bay woman Sarah Connor was freed in July last year. A plane with almost 80 people on board has slid off the runway just before takeoff in the US. The flight from Pittsburgh drifted along the taxi lane due to heavy snow, which is currently battering the city. The 77 passengers were stuck on the plane for three hours before they were assisted off. Officials are now working to remove the aircraft from the ice. NASA's Perseverance rover is entering the final stage of its journey to Mars. The spacecraft is expected to land on the Red Planet on February 18 to collect rocks to bring back to Earth. NASA engineers are aiming for the rover to land at an ancient river which appears to be a logical area to have once accommodated life. The $3 billion mission is a key step in determining whether life has ever existed on the planet. The third day of former US President Donald Trump's impeachment trial is underway, with the Democratic House set to conclude their opening arguments. Live now to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Ash. What's expected today? Good morning, Jody. Well, today is the final day for Democrats to lay out their case against former President Donald Trump after they spent the day yesterday laying out the horrors of what occurred on January 6, including uh, disturbing CCTV showing the moment Vice President Mike Pence was, was ushered to safety. Today's focus uh, is on linking the president's supporters and that mob directly to him. Uh, they are laying out a case that Donald Trump spent months condoning violent and threatening behaviour from some of his supporters and that he's shown no remorse in the wake of January 6. Take a listen. The insurrection was the most violent and dangerous episode so far in Donald Trump's continuing pattern and practice of inciting violence. The president's defence team will lay out their case likely tomorrow. We could see a vote on whether to convict him as early as this weekend. Jody. Okay, Ash, thank you. 
In sport, it was a mixed night for the local contingent at the Australian Open. Alex Dimonor is through to the third round after a comfortable straight sets win over Pablo Cuevas. Tanasi Kokonakis eventually went down to world number five Stefano Tsitsipas in a five-set thriller. Rafael Nadal had a bizarre altercation with an abusive fan who was kicked out of Rod Laver Arena during his straight sets win over Michael Moe. And tempers flared after Fabio Fognini's win over Salvatore Caruso. The pair had to be kept apart after a fiery post-match argument. Sydney Swans champion Lance Franklin is back running after recovering from a calf problem. Buddy was restricted to the role of onlooker at this morning's at yesterday morning's intra-squad hit out as he slowly works his way back to full fitness after serious hamstring and groin problems last year. He's been doing everything right and some, which has been great to see. He's, he loves seeing the young fellas out there today and and one of the comments he made was he can't wait to get amongst them. The AFL season begins in six weeks. St George Illawarra have secured veteran hooker Andrew McCulloch from the Broncos on a three-year deal, but there are questions over whether the 31-year-old is the right fit for the club. The Broncos released McCulloch because they weren't willing to match the multi-year deal offered by the Dragons. All rosters are, are moving all the time. They're, they're changing and ours is no different. The Dragons have targeted but failed to sign Josh Maguire, Josh Mansour and Israel Folau in the past few months. Fresh Vision has emerged of Elise Perry's injury heartache during the Women's T20 World Cup victory almost a year ago at the MCG. It was never about me and so it was pretty easy to just um, play a different role I suppose. Some of the stars from that night returned to the MCG. A full documentary of the Aussies' win and the build-up to the record-breaking crowd will be released today. The Perth Wildcats showed they're still a force to be reckoned with after a brutal 106-75 win over the southeast Melbourne Phoenix last night. I just loves it up. Norton to Mooney. Flush. Wildcats and Phoenix have already played each other three times so far this year. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a surface trough across the north of the country is generating cloud and thunderstorms. A cold front is stretching cloud over much of Victoria, Tasmania and South Australia. A high pressure system is maintaining mostly clear conditions across the eastern seaboard. Around the capitals today, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for a top of 30 degrees. Possible late shower in Sydney, also heading for 30. 26 with a few showers in Canberra. Showers clearing in Melbourne at 24, the top there. Possible storms, 23 in Hobart. Partly cloudy in Adelaide, 23. Top of 29, sunny in Perth. And showers with a possible storm, 32 degrees in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Friday, the 12th of February.